put it on the table. There we are. Mm. That's not bad, this. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, where's it from? Um, Papa John's. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, it's not um, anchovies, is it? Yeah, why? Oh, no. Oh, I think I'm gonna be ill. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number two, the podcast with big talks and comedy shorts. I'm Jack. And I'm Andy. And thank you so very much for joining us again. We really hope that you enjoyed episode number one. So, Jack. Yes. What is the topic for episode number two? Episode number two is the stresses and strains of being an actor. And when we say the stresses and strains, we mean primarily the acting process getting from point A, getting that script for the very first time, to point B, having a character ready to go for a paying audience. So basically, we want to discuss how actors use their own emotions to create a finished product. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. So, Jack. Yeah. Have you ever been stressed or strained? I am constantly stressed and strained on a daily <laughs> I stress about what I'm going to eat for dinner. <laughs> well, we all do. Yeah, it's we a tough, do. it's a tough, tough decision. Like, it's too many choices these days. Yeah, I mean, I hate it when I, every time I go to ASDA, I feel like the choices there's too much choice. Well, if you're looking in the uh, reduce section, oh yeah, time, then it's ma- you're quite limited. Total chaos yeah. at the reduce section. It's like eating mess for fifty eight p. Yeah, but like there used to be like decent reductions. Now it's a, like take seven p off. It's a con. You yeah, see, because the the fiends come in as soon as they put them out and take all the good stuff, and then you're left with the scraps. But then you know you have to be there. You see the yellow, you see the yellow sticker. Oh, it's like and gold. you just you just think like, oh damn it, yeah, yeah, I gotta get that. It's only got that sushi that was marked oh, as a very ginster's pie. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> forty eight. About, about about five people had to come over, like <laughs> security and everything, to check that they this, were very concerned that this that this sushi in fact was like fifty eight p. When all you well basically it was just the it was the Ginsters sticker yeah, on the sushi, on. and it came up as as Ginsters on the on the till, but no one clocked it. <laughs> just like yeah, whatever. So if you want to you know save a bit more money on your reductions, just peel and just, stick, just peel and stick from <laughs> other product. Um, but yeah, but anyway, back back to the big talk, Jack. The big talk. Stress and strains of being an actor, the process, the acting process. I don't know if this is coming out on the mic, but there's a guy using a circular saw next door. Really? It sounds like a circular saw. Or a leaf blower. I'd be really, really. I'm really if, fucking hoping it's not good. If this picks up. I'm hoping it's not. But <laughs> if it is, that's really annoying. That's really annoying because that means we'll have to redo the whole conversation again. Well, I don't know. If we just if we just say, look, okay, we're taking a pause now. Boom. <sighs> oh, that's him taken care of. <laughs> Let's just say there will be no more people blowing leaves anywhere near this ever, house. Ever again. Ever again. 
He's been dispatched of. He's gone now. As have the leaves. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's quite, you know, the, the backyard looks quite nice now. Yeah. I mean, he was blowing them onto your lawn, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we were recording here and just went into, into my room, mm. looked out the window, and this bloke literally was blowing leaves <laughs> in the, into in, the garden. Into the garden. <laughs> Like not, not in, un- not in uniform. We no, don't just, know. Just trackers. We don't know whether he's like paid to do this or it's just a hobby or he just has it's like a, metal detecting, isn't it? He just, he just loves to blow leaves. You know, this is how he deals with his stresses and strains. He just we he all just have blows our leaves. <laughs> That's Sometimes the thing, isn't it? Like, if, you know, if, 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 people were, if people were filming this, that would be the thing. Like we're trying to record, and every time there's a noise, <laughs> like because literally, it's ne- such an obnoxious noise, a leaf blower as well. <laughs> Well, because next door at the moment are currently renovating their whole house. They might as well move. They like, <laughs> might as well move. Like, <laughs> you clearly don't like it. They've made, <laughs> they've made so many changes to the house. They might as well just buy a new one. Because literally the whole house is being changed. So like, surely the, the investment house. is not worth it. You know what? <laughs> this isn't worth it, love. Let's move. <laughs> but the investment's somewhere else. Oh. So... <laughs> After that mild interlude. The question is, have you ever been stressed or strained? Very obvious question, but... Just ever? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's no, question yeah. one. That's <laughs> question one. Question two. Have I ever been stressed? Yes. In the process, yes. <laughs> have you ever been uh, stressed or strained during a rehearsal process trying to obtain or create... a? Uh, a character which you're happy with yeah i'm almost every time i'm guaranteed to come into contact <laughs> with some kind of stress like some it, turbulence along yeah. the way for this flight <laughs> you can buckle your seatbelt <laughs> no I, I i every time i've i've it's more a mental block i think for me um where i'll be working on a character and i know that i can i can get something more of that more out of it i can right. squeeze more juice out of the character <laughs> But so is that is that a, is that like a personal thing going on in, in your head? In yeah, I think so because I, like I you like to push yourself continuously more. challenge myself. Yeah, because that's how I think I can improve. If I continue, if I'm constantly challenged, then you're constantly learning. I th- yeah, I think making new discoveries w- during that process is what makes it fun. Yeah, and sometimes to make those new discoveries, you do have to put yourself under some sort of strain, either yeah. by yourself or via some methods to to. To obtain that. Yeah, well, you get diamonds out of coal under pressure, don't you? <laughs> so, there you go. There's a... Learn something new every day. I didn't know that. <laughs> Did you not? No. I think that's true. <laughs> it if might not, not be. <laughs> that's a complete waffle. I don't, to, be fair, to be fair, you know, you can look it up now, you know. Yeah, everyone's got Google up. in the pocket now. I'm pretty sure half the stuff we said on here is just inaccurate. Oh, or just don't quote us on this. Or complete garbage. If anyone writes a book on us, it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Total trash. I'm not attending the book signing. You talk about mental blocks, though. Yeah. And I feel... That is something that happens, right for me, a lot. I I do it mid conversation sometimes. Yeah, you can tell on the last podcast that I just waffle. Uh, yeah, it's just filler like, words. Know what, you know, yeah. uh, I, I do that all the time. I don't. Know, I, I just lose train of thought. It's just really bad. Yeah, but it's like I said. I think it's about learning how to get through those those barriers. Yeah, I think once you once you push past those those difficulty those difficulties, um, that's when you find nice nuances and and. Uh, nice details about a character yeah um and that's when the character becomes more leveled and more th- three-dimensional 
Because obviously we, t- we talk about process as well. And part of the process is to try and make the character as believable as possible. Mm. And in trying to get the character to be as believable as possible, you want real emotions to an extent. Yeah. And what would be really interesting to talk about is how actors achieve these emotions, whether they have like achieve it from within themselves or yeah. from outside, from from memories and stuff, and how that kind of affects. I think there's the actor. so there's so many different ways to uh, like attain emotions because emotions can be held in the body, in the mind. Um, I think it's it's up to how an actor chooses to to access them. Like for me, I some for a, a, a way of learning more about a character, I'll sit and just write train of thought onto a piece of paper yeah. for half an hour, um, and that gives me a more it gives me an incentive, an incentive it gives me an insight into into the characters into the character's mind on how he feels about certain topics or how he feels about events that have happened in his past. So, you know, you talk about things going on in your mind. Mm. Um, how do you access that? Or how, or are you accessing it, or are you literally just acting an emotion, or are you feeling an emotion? Again, I think, again, I think, I think this is just for me personally. Um, I think it it just depends on the character. If I'm playing a character that I find a lot of similarities with myself, um, then I can, I want to say leech, but that sounds really bad. Leech off the emotions that I've experienced from the similar situations. Right. But and how a, and how would you go about accessing those? It's 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 using your imagination. The whole thing is using your imagination. If if you're playing Get a character that's in said scenario, if you've felt an emotion similar to that before in your life, it's it's trying to conjure up. That David, moment. turn that TV down. No, me, it's. David, do as you're told. Turn it down. Dad, look, I'm watching TV, all right? Turn it down. Dad, you're not the boss of me anymore. Turn it down. Jesus, all right, Dad. Calm down. I'll change channel. I can't explain how. Give me the remote. No, Dad, please. Give me the remote. Dad, please. Oh, God, Dad, please. How I felt then. Right, let's see then. Shotgun. The fragrance. Tonight, on People With Nothing, the boy born without a head. So, Jimmy, how's today been for you? Hi, I'm Tony, and like you, I like to drive my car, and now with safety net insurance, I can crash my car with confidence. Safety net, acquiring cash when you deserve it. Because I think this is where we all need to be careful. Yeah. I think. So... If you are playing a character who's, let's say, is upset in a scene, mm. I mean, I've done I've done this before. Like I listen to music a lot. Oh, I, music I, helps me. So I much. have I have a like when when I'm playing a character, I have, I have a soundtrack yeah. for them, so, or lo- a host of soundtracks. And then if it's a very emotional scene, 
either one way or another. I then have specific soundtracks for that. Hmm. But the problem problem is, is that to, especially before you go on stage to gain that heightened emotion, I listen to a soundtrack and I'm thinking about things that are sometimes not even related to the character well, this is, this to is, then get into that emotional state yeah. to then put that on the, the scene. Yeah. Put, so initially I've gone from my own personal experiences, mm. sad, happy, whatever. So then I've gained that as, an, like, as me. And then you can when, in that, it, when yeah. in that state, mm. I then use my imagination and then go into the scene. So this is my question that I've always had is, if you are using emotions from your own experiences in your, your own life, can you ever really be 100% the character? Because everyone says that you have to be that character 100% on the stage. That's who it is. But if you're using your own experiences, then is that really the character? But I think the whole of acting is, is a con. If you're on paper, it's a con. Yeah. You are not, you are... I've never ever felt that I am fully a character. I'm always me playing a character. Are you very aware of that on stage? Well, I mean, I'm... I'm not really looking for it. I'm just well, yeah, doing true. it. I mean, because by, by the time you're on stage, you've rehearsed. You know the play like the back of your hand. Yeah. You know the scenes, the lines like the back of your hand. You just and by that point, you're in just fifth gear. Yeah. So yeah. to an extent, then no, I'm just sort of in this kind of weird, weird dream world mm. where I'm acting. But I'm always, I don't know, I'm always bringing me onto a character. I'm ne- like, I, I've never been one to think like, I am the character. I'm going to be, I, I am fully the character because I don't think you ever can be I don't think you ever can be because like you know what if something happens on stage live like someone gets hurt someone, someone like you know cuts their foot or something mm. like that you've then got to react as an actor or if someone in the audience coughs yeah or sneezes like you know some, <laughs> yeah. someone you've, you've got to react as an actor if you reacted as the character then you'd be thinking you know why is someone coughing when, when we're in a, a, yeah. an 18th century estate like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but then I mean, that comes into the fourth wall idea, doesn't it? Then you yeah. kind of you block out the audience and you. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, but I also think it's so important to engage the audience. Yeah, no oh, matter yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Ma- no matter if it's naturalism or non-naturalism or whatever, I feel like opening yourself out to an audience, even though there is a fourth wall there, you can really enter in a world like you can enter in so much quicker mm. and be more like engaged in it if you do use the fourth wall. Well, if you accept that the audience is there, then yeah. It, it makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? Because if you're, if you're consciously blocking them out, then that's another part of your mind that's not on the character. If mm. you're like, there's an audience there, I've got to block that out. Yeah. But no, it's it's a really interesting topic because I think it's going to be different for everyone, isn't it? Yeah. Which is why I've always wondered, is there a correct method? But like we said, I, I don't think there ever will be a, a correct method. It depends on character, depends on person. Yeah. Um, also depends on, on your director. Yeah, because some directors will go in with a bit more of like a direct kind of. I don't what know. do you prefer in in a rehearsal room? Do you prefer a director that has a very strong image, and that's what they want, or one that kind of just lets you discover it for yourself? I feel like a director needs to give the actor freedom, mm-hmm. and then use their choices within their kind of vision of vision. what they want. That sounds like so. It's like a happy medium. Like yeah, so I feel like you you need to basically I think the whole I, the whole thing is collaborating to make the to what the director wants, but also allow the actor the freedom because if you don't give the actor the freedom, all you're gonna do is annoy the actor, yeah, yeah. and then they're not like I mean like like we said, some people might work better with, with mm. being told you're doing this on this line, 
I want the character like this. But like, I, there I is there not... is nothing worse than having an idea for a character and then them not down. wanting to do it that way. And it's like, but this is how I feel. This is what I've got from reading this, yeah. this text. And I, I, th- I think there's just a fine line of trying to push your actors in certain director, uh, directions mm. without without like forcing. But then it's but then again, like I, I've only direct I only directed that one thing literally mm. for. Uh, for my dissertation mm. and I absolutely love that like yeah. it's brilliant but you do realise when you're on the other side how you know how much of a different, different world it is it's a totally yeah. different world because again know. like the actors you have your own vision for it yeah and, and it's hard to say no I don't want to do it that way because that's how I've been and especially it. especially like obviously being an actor and then going on that side of it it's really interesting I'm to do both. So, I was so self-conscious like so self-conscious because mm-hmm. I was thinking right I don't want to be a dick yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want to I don't want to like force people to do anything i don't want to come across too like aggressive up in the air or like you know i i I don't know like it was it was very difficult but i think that's why there are so many different directors and that's why i mean like i said i don't know what this i don't know how stressful would be on the other side because you're out of control yeah by that point Mm. you're totally out of control so like you know if one of your if you're one of your actors you know forgets a line on stage and there's a whole pause you're thinking oh like, now that's a stress. <laughs> but then you can't you can't get up and save as 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 opposed to being on the stage you can save it. But, mm. but that, that, that's a whole that's a whole different that's a whole different topic. <laughs> that's I another mean, big uh, talk. You know, maybe maybe about ten years down the line if, if I ever do direct anything. But like, <laughs> I only 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 had one experience and it was very eye opening and I'd love to do it again sometime. Mm. But yeah. so do you, in regards to characters, um, do you have any particular way of de-rolling after a show? Like, do you de-rolling as in like? getting rid of the character well just after each show like do, do you once the show's done are you i'm out of that character i'm back as back as andy long uh because i find it really hard well, to drop a character straight after which is why i find it hard after shows i find it hard to stick around in a bar area and mingle because i'm still so engulfed with that world yeah that i do find it very difficult to just kind of right yeah snap i mean because me. obviously because especially like during tech week and stuff you mm. you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, this is this is our drama school anyway. Yeah. So we had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, solid rehearsals, mm. and then obviously the third the Thursday you do a couple of dresses. Then you got Thursday, Friday, two shows, and mm. Saturday. So in that time, I'd say in the back of my head, even I'm relaxing, I'm constantly thinking about the next show. I'm constantly mm-hmm. thinking about the character. I'm constantly thinking about the world because yeah. I want to keep submersed in it. But then once the Saturday is done, you you well. For me, anyway, I was so like sad it was over. I, I was kind of over. I kind of that overtook mm. my emotions as opposed to thinking about the character and stuff. But um, I know I I like to try my best to keep within a creative world. Yeah. As in, not be the character the whole time because I think that's, I think that's a nice way to put it. Being in the creative world rather than being like, in the world. Being aware that you are for th- two and a half hours or two hours of this twenty-four hours, you're going to be in a whole new world. Place. So I think yeah. it's just preparing your brain for that. So it's keeping that going. Mm. So I will listen. I'll keep listening to soundtracks. Like, for example, if I'm walking home from a rehearsal, like yeah. I'll listen to a soundtrack and I'll still try and mm-hmm. like, I don't know, use that time to like try and walk like the character or, or try and find, do you know what I mean? I try yeah. and use, it's only till when I'm back home in bed or like, you know, you know, if I've, if we've gone to a pub afterwards, had a pint, then you got, I kind of like just switch off. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of switch off then. Cause I've found in the past, I think this is probably more so in rehearsals than, than show is 
taking like a uh, emotional baggage from the character home with me and that's where that line begins to blur between yourself and the character because you are working on it so in intensively and for such long periods then you take i find that i take that home with me at the end of the day right and it's trying to separate yourself from that and i yeah, think that's an I important think... thing to do at the very start of the process is like right where do i draw the line between this is who i am this is who the character is and they aren't gonna become inter interjoined outside of the rehearsal yeah because i think that's I, I think dangerous. if there's something if you're doing a, something very heavy mm. like something really heavy that you know delves into like i don't know death depression all that kind yeah. of stuff i found it a lot during shakespeare like I, I mean i think it depends on the the rehearsal process but i do i always think that everyone but I think should that's have because a i was finding you know, it difficult to access some of the emotions as when i when we when i did gloucester I found yeah. it hard to access some of those emotions. So I was trying to do it outside of the rehearsal room, which, yeah, it can help because that's where a lot of the work begins to flourish. But it's, it's trying to access that so hard and these deep emotions back home. But, like, I feel this is how... Um, it's the same... Because we, we talk about a lot of sports na analogies mm. when we've been, like, talking about this. In the same way, like, you do an intensive, like, football match, right? then you have a, you cool down. Mm. You have that period of time when you do, like, relax your muscles... And you are calling down so that you're, you know, ready, ready to go, yeah. ready to, for training or the next game. And I think it should be exactly the same with this. If you have a very intense scene or a very intense period of time mm -hmm. rehearsing or acting on stage, I think it's if you take the time, like twenty minutes, just to like meditate or come out of it, relax, mm. and then I think it's just about associating the rehearsal room with those emotions, yeah. physically associating, yeah. and then and then when you leave. It's your, you are the actor again, and even though you've accessed these terrible emotions, yeah. you've got to leave that because mm. otherwise, you know, where does this end? Because like, because everyone, like we said, people strive so hard to be the best they can be. Yeah. So, and in doing that, does that mean that some people feel like they have to maintain this sadness or maintain this these emotions so that when the character is on stage or on screen, it's so real and so believable? But then that's that is the problem. Then the welfare of the actor then is in jeopardy, surely, because they're well, not. This acting. is this is this is my argument when it comes to things like um, emotional recall. You go to a show and you you know it's acting. I know you, you want to believe that it's a real world and these characters are real, but everyone is aware that they aren't. They are people playing characters, and that that's what a stage production is. And you have people, and I'm not saying this this method is is wrong at all. You have people that do want to stay in character 24-7 and carry these emotions around so when it does come time for the show they can access them immediately mm. but then my argument is, is is that not just heavily damaging to force yourself to have these emotions outside of the rehearsal room when you're supposed to be yourself when you're supposed to be taking that relaxing time yeah and to separate yourself from the character because when when the character and yourself become so blend and it's hard to distinguish between yourself and the character, then I feel like there's a problem there. And if you're trying to, with emotional recall, um, if you're trying to access emotions from your own experiences, it's it's like a drug. You you, you, you have these extreme emotions and then you're going to come down from it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I mean, actively did a um emotional recall exercise once. we both did didn't we? we we both did the, um yeah. and 
I really didn't gain from it because I spent so much time trying to access this terrible, terrible mm. event or events in my life or whatever, and I'd become upset. And then I'd be like, then I look at a, then I look at a script like, okay, then now go into the scene. And I'm thinking like, this scene is trivial. Mm, yeah. Like I've just I've just gone back to this horrible event, and then I'm having to act. Well, this is the thing. And with, I'm just with, like, with, this with, is this is I'm not the character. I'm me being upset, putting, on an, ac- putting, on, a, putting on an accent. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this is like, and then they, they, if they, from an outside perspective, that might be believable. Mm. But like, that's not enjoyable. So. Well, we were told to use emotions that we, we felt that we were now comfortable with and that we were now, um, I don't want to say over, but over. Um, but if you're, ex- if you're accessing that kind <laughs> you're not, of heightened emotion, you then you're clearly over. not over. You can't that. be that's... over it if you get upset exactly. by it. Exactly. So what's the point? Like, you're only going to use emotional recall for something that's raw. Yeah. Because otherwise you're not going to get... You're gonna, you, and then you're no going to feel shite afterwards. There's no point. You might as well just... just Think you pretend to be sad and do it and do it like um really believably. Yeah. Well, this is what this is what I've said. Like, if you start bringing in those past experiences, when does it stop becoming the character? And it's it's just you with with this outer skin. Do you know what I mean? It's just using your own emotions. I don't feel like is the character. But this thing as well is that from an outside perspective, from the audience perspective, someone might have seen a performance that was absolutely fantastic, mm. and they did that. Because they accessed those emotions from their own lives and they absolutely smashed it because it was believable, which is fantastic for the audience, the paying but audience. But then when you go home... But then that, that actor, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. Like, and, you know, I mean, who's to know what actors do and do don't this, do and don't do this because, like I said, everyone's process is yeah. personal I mean, some people might be able to do that and then completely yeah. separate it, which I think is great if you can do that. I think that, that, would, that, would be the mark, that would be the mark of someone special yeah if they could switch it on like that mm. from a previous memory or something a really raw emotion then just mold that onto the character so you have this emotion then it's the emotion within the character not jack with the emotion mm. and the character it's just emotion character and then smashes it you think wow <laughs> wow wow but it's a, it's such yeah. a dangerous it's such a it's a complex. It's a complex technique, obviously, but from 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 the experience that we had from it, I just even though I did an extreme happiness emotion, even after that, because it's so so extreme, you come down afterwards, and even though it was happy, I felt awful afterwards because it just it just rinses your body, yeah, and it's such a stretch to get to that place. Well, because. You don't choose to feel emotions. Emotions are a, rea- a reaction to something. Yeah. So that which is, is why where the difficulty is, lies yeah. with acting. Then a lot is, of that, time is that a genuine emotion? Then, if you're trying to recall it, if it's not happening spontaneously in the scene, if you're if there's a part of your brain that goes, okay, right, I've got to be really sad, so I'm going to remember that time when I was a child when this happened. That's that's I. There's, I feel like that, that's just not. It's, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't no, I get there, it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no. That's you. That's you on stage recalling something that's happened in the past. That's not a character in a room playing what's happening around them. And I, that might be my own personal opinion. And if that's wrong, shout at me. But for me, I, I can't be on stage thinking what I did as a child in the past to make me upset. 
to put into a scene. So how? So if say that in this world, mm-hmm. um, you couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You 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 know you, you want I don't know. You wouldn't do that. How would you then access that emotion? Well, I'm not going to use a very trivial trivial example. A character being bullied on stage by right. other characters. You're there, and it, yeah, you have to use. Well, it's your it's your emotions, obviously, because you're you're playing the character. But I sound like I'm just contradicting myself. But if you're on stage and you have these other characters bullying you, it's feeling what they're giving out. It's feeding off the energy that these other characters are giving you, rather than feeding off things that you've had in your past. If if the other if the other characters are playing their motives and playing their objectives, and they are really going at it at you on stage, then you as an actor should be able to feel that as as the character, rather than being like, okay, now I've got to stop feeling how I felt back in high school when when kids were bullying me. Okay, I've got it back. Surely you should be feeling it right there and then on stage, because that's that's the scene. I think a lot of the time as well, if you do have a character which you can relate to, mm. then I think those memories or emotions will come out naturally without being yeah, self-induced. Yeah, that's, that's very true. So say say that you were bullied at school mm. and you'd have those people on stage, you know, throwing abuse at you or whatever. You then, as the actor, would react at the same time, you know, as the character would react, but as the actor, you will also be recalled back to... Those, that's very th- true. That, that period. Yeah. So that's why everyone always says, like, if something bad happens in your life, you can always use it. Yeah. Like, but I feel like it's using it when it's right. Mm. So say that, you know, say... But I, I don't know. I, it's, I, it's a I dangerous area again. It's a dangerous... I can't... I think be... you can't... You naturally... You will think about your own life when you act. I think it's yeah. impossible not to. You, you I instantly think, make connections anyway. That, that's I think the problem... I think the issue is, is if you choose to access an emotion and then use that emotion and bring it to yeah, the character. Yeah, I was going to say, if I'm feeling that on stage is like, oh, this reminds me of that time I got bullied as a kid. I, I can't control that. That's no. going to come to me anyway. If it comes if naturally, yeah. then that's you opening that's you opening your emotions up mm. as a creative as a creative person and using those... Reacting naturally using to that the situation. Within the, the fake world or this yeah. play or whatever. And then that's when you will get a... I think a fantastic performance mm. and that's why I think like again like you know that's why when people get a part and they say this part is for me mm. yeah those are the best parts like if you yeah. say oh, this part is me. this part is me mm. or like this character is going through the same struggles I am or this character is having the same high points I am and then that's when when you are on stage or in rehearsals you are the character but yourself comes out yeah because you are the character is accessing the same emotions that you have but you, you're not doing that on purpose so yeah you're not doing if that you, on if you do if you do react in like such a natural way i find that it's so much easier to then come off stage and let that go because i haven't tried to access what negative feelings i've had in the past because i feel that like that's when it sticks with you because then you're now back in back 20 years ago 10 years ago however long it was but if it just happened naturally on stage without necessarily thinking about it then i find that it's much easier to then come off the stage from that scene and be like yeah that was a good scene because you know that you felt it you know that the reactions were genuine and raw but they weren't something that you've had to dig so deep inside of you to to bring out but it's it it, it, like we say it's it's such a this is why i love acting (laughs) it's so complex i feel feel like this this we could talk about this for another 
a whole Three other days. a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah. And we'll probably go around in circles, but this is why it's so interesting because everyone will have their different processes. Mm. Um, some people will become stressed mm. and be very strained just from the rehearsal process as a whole. Some people might actively choose to strain and I was make say, themselves some people stressed. Might see that as that's their method um, and they, like, that's how they get the. You know, I, I think I've done both. I yeah. think I've I've done both depending on the character. Going from GCSE or or college or sixth form or whatever you 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 did previously, jumping into something so different and I don't really know how to explain it, but yeah, you do you do you do drama in GCSE, but it's not at all the same level that you do at drama school, and you yeah. you, you delve into the the psyche of characters so much deeper, and you you play with with emotions in a far broader way than you ever did before. Mm. And I think that's, that's when you need to monitor your own mental health. Yeah. And keeping yourself sane, which none of us are <laughs> in the acting profession. I think, I think if, if people, if listeners are going to gain anything mm. from this, uh, this, obviously we're not psychiatrists. We know. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'd, I'd, per- I'd personally say just, Look after yourselves. Yeah. Um, it's so important to keep yourself healthy. No and if you what, do, no matter what you do, notice someone is. Yeah. Making sure that you're there. Yeah. There for them to discuss them these things because we all get lost in our heads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in some cases, for a lot of actors, they can get lost in a character. Yeah. And, you know, you can see, like, famous actors, how much they can get lost in well, a character. Yeah, um, and, you know, it is very sad. But I feel like. We do this because we love it. Yeah. We enjoy accessing these emotions. This is not as slating acting. No. We've cho- we've chosen this. <laughs> we choose to do this. And, you know, that's the fun of it. It's it's you know, it's a it's an amazing experience accessing all these emotions, negative and positive. Mm. But I think just like you said, monitor yourself and as just long don't, as you don't are push yourself too hard to be to a good lose actor, you, you are. have to be a healthy actor. Yeah. I think. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed episode number two. Thank you so very much for joining us again. And if you really enjoyed it, please follow us on Twitter at Interval Podcast. So, Jack. Yes. What will the topic be for episode number three? Not so much a topic, but more a casual discussion on our favourite playwrights, plays, uh, TV shows, films, a little bit of everything in, in one episode. So we hope to see you there.